This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Everybody here at the show just wants to take a moment to say, our IP, Trevor Sternad, our favorite guest ever. Rest in power. Our IP livecast starts now. All right, welcome to the show. We have a very, very special guest sitting in here. Uh, an interdimensional guest, I would, I would assume. We have John Goblicon of Necro Goblicon wearing his finest attire. You got all dressed up for us, John. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I'm actually at the office. You know, Brad makes me work weekend. The hustle never stops, guys. I hear you. And we thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us here at RAP Livecast. It's Rob here with Sid. Hello. Join us in a few minutes. And we're here with John Goblicon. John, you are getting ready to get on the road. Necrogoblicon are going to be touring with their interplanetary friends in Guar. Are you excited to have non-humans on the road with you? Yeah, it's it's a match made in hell, you know? It really is. And uh, I was doing another podcast yesterday, <laughs> and Guar surprised me on the cast. I didn't know that they have a troll in their mm. band. And I don't know is if you this- know this, but uh, goblins and trolls, we don't exactly get along. But we squashed our beef right then and there on the air. So I'm now excited to tour with Guar. So there won't be any fights w- w- with the troll or anything like that. Well, I mean, you know, uh, on it's, the road. it's tour. Anything can happen. So no promises, but I'll say this. Of the trolls I have met, this one, he seems very okay to me. That's you good. Sound That's like- good. These sound like famous last words. I don't know. I think you're jinxing it by giving him the troll endorsement so early in the process. You know what, Sid? I think you may be right. I I may have overstepped my boundaries. We'll see. You know, you get a couple of, uh, you know, tequilas in me, a couple of margaritas. <laughs> I'll fight anybody, you know. I believe it. You look like a tough guy. You look like someone you don't want to mess with. Uh, and, uh, you've been on the road before. What's it, what's it like for a goblin on the road? Is it hard or, or have you gotten used to the life? Yeah. Well, you know, the band makes me sleep on top of the tour bus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I get it though. You know, there's not enough bunk beds, you know, there's 12 bunks and there's nine guys on tour. That's so, yeah, so the math checks out. So I have to sleep on top of the bus. <laughs> I yeah, mean, no. there's worse things. I heard Metallica made one of their bases sleep underneath the bus. So oh, at least no. you're, not, you're not subjected to that kind of treatment. Wow. Metallica, man, they would do that, you know. They're probably <laughs> going to sue you right now for just talking about them. <laughs> hey, it, it only helped Napster when they did that. So That's bring right. it on. That's right. I, I don't mind tour because, you know, I get to see places. I get to go to the Chili's across America and North America. And then, uh, you know, I get to the, meet the fans, play live shows, dance for the ladies, 
and the fellas. And, uh, you know, it's not the worst. I mean, I'll say this. When you're in a tour bus with nine dudes who basically live off Taco Bell all day, oh. not the worst to be outside of the bus. That's all That's I'll say. <laughs> you know? Do you also live off Taco Bell? What's your uh, menu diet. like on tour? Yeah, I'm on a strict diet of uh, chili Southwestern egg rolls. Uh, and then I, and then it's just a liquid diet. You know what I mean? Couple of tall boys when I first wake up. Then I, you know, I switch to tequila because it's lower in fat. Mm. And then the other night's like, you know, back and forth, whiskey, tequila, whiskey, gin. You know, I keep myself fit. Ready, <laughs> you look, you look in great shape. Yeah, agile. You know. Now you, you mentioned the ladies a few off my hump. Well, your hump looks great. I can't really see it from this angle, but I, I you, you look wonderful today. Oh, thank, thank you so much. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say you're projecting a handsome Giuliani energy. <laughs> that's thank what I you, said. You're welcome. That's a big compliment. Yeah. Now you mentioned you like you mentioned something about the ladies and the fellas. I'm curious, how does John Goblicon swing swing sexually? Are you? <laughs> Uh, are you pansexual, bi, straight, or? Gob, I mean, gob, I guess you're interspecies, right? Because y- yeah. you're a goblin. Yeah, it's it's called gobsexual. Mm-hmm. You know, anything and everything is fair game. You know, mm. to me, it's just about personality. Oh. You know, <laughs> taste, taste in food, music, that kind of thing. You know, and we're not just talking about humans. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sid. Do you do the apps? Are you on Tinder or Farmers yep. Only or any of yeah. those? Yeah. Yep. I'm on them all. You know, Farmers Only, Christian Singles. You know, I I haven't exactly had a lot of luck. You know, oh. I, I got to like change my settings right now. I have like age range zero to 1000 <laughs> mileage. I have, you know, pretty much to the next galaxy, but. I just keep swiping, and I don't know. I it's I think the app broke. You know, I yeah. got to talk to Zuckerberg or whoever's behind it because I'm not getting any matches. Rob, do you have any advice? Uh, I I would say just be yourself on the apps as much as possible. Maybe show more torso. <laughs> show, show show off that physique. Oh, okay, Rob. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little more green. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, you know, maybe on this tour, you know what I mean? Back in the bus, you know, snap a few uh, special selfies and throw it on the old tinned. You know? There you go. Show people you're on a bus, too. Yeah, exactly. Is that that a good good enticement if you're on a bus? You just show bus pictures, Rob? Does that work for you? Yeah, you're you're a rock star. And you're only going to be in town for one day. So That's right. No strings. Yeah. NSA, as the kids say. No strings attached. Uh, John, uh, myself and Sid and our fellow co-host Darren, we're all of the Jewish persuasion. And I'm curious, with the look that you have, have you ever been confused <laughs> for, for a Jew? Wait, or, or what is your take on religion in general? With the look, I, are there a lot of green Jews? Is that 
Is that what depends you who you ask? Depends who you ask, but I, I've had more like the nose. You have, you have you have a very Jewish nose, I would say. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, look, we, uh, I think it's similar. <laughs> I, as far as uh, organized religion goes, you know, I don't really dabble in the stuff. You know, okay. I guess like you could say I worship Necrogoblicon. You know, oh, yeah, uh, I think they're rock gods. So in a way, I pray to their rocking. <laughs> I like it. I, I and I like and I want to mention if there are any ladies, fellas, or or, or humans or non-humans listening oh, yeah. that want to talk to John, our phone lines are open right now, 213 Widena, 213-943-3688. And uh, we, you could also tweet us or or hit us on social media at RIP Alivecast. That is, uh, so we have uh, some questions for John for, from our oh, audience. Great. great. Uh, and one of them is, is from our former host, Noah. She asks, what would you rather bite into, a, a bat or a chicken tortilla? Okay. Uh, is the bat or the chicken tortilla from Chili's? Mm. Maybe the tortilla. Probably yeah, not the, the bat. Yeah. Oh, well, then a tortilla. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a tortilla. Especially if it's, like, uh, uh, coupled with a sizzling fajita, you know? Oh, man. What, what, what's a better sound, you know, than sitting at a Chili's table and all of a sudden you just hear, like, in the distance. You're like, oh, that's mine. That's mine, waiter. Bring it over here. I want it so hot, everyone else is going to finish their meal. And it's still sizzling, you know, <laughs> inside of you. Oh yeah, yeah. Burn, burn your insides, you know. That's what they're there for. I agree with that. We have Darren back on the show. Oh. Darren, uh, hello. Darren's our, our third co-host. Here we are with John Goblicon. Hi, John. Darren, Darren, do you have any questions for John? Well, uh, first, I would like to say uh, it's arguable whether I am the third host. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a little bit of an unfair assessment, but that's neither here nor there. Third co-host. I don't mean like you're the third. Well, it sure sounded like that. I'll take number two. You guys could fight over one and three. I'm good with second place. (laughs) Rob is number two. (laughs) Hi, John. Let's not make it about me. I'm sorry about that. It's nice. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say, you guys, you guys have almost as many co-hosts. As Necrogoblicon has band members, I mean, <laughs> there's new ones popping up every two minutes. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll walk into practice and they'll be like, "This guy's gonna play triangle." I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's almost like a ska band. Yeah, it really. I mean, really, man. Yeah, horn like, section. How many guys do we need on tour? The answer is four less. <laughs> and then you, you know, get to just- be in the bus instead of sleeping I- on the roof. I'm hoping, man. I mean, they even <laughs> brought a photographer on tour before they let me sleep on the bus. Jesus. Like, this is obviously an art student. He doesn't even have a job. Like, put me, let me sleep on the bus, man. Could you drive the bus? Have you offered to drive? Because then you'd, you wouldn't be sleeping, but you'd at least be in the bus. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't have my commercial license. Mm-hmm. Technically, I don't have a driver's license. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if any of you guys are are narcs. No, we, <laughs> we know, won't say not. anything. We, we don't snitch. 
Okay, yeah. Well, okay, Rob, John Snitch kind of podcast. I like that. Uh, I don't have a driver's license either, you know, but I would love to. Uh, I'd love to get one, and I'd like to, you know, uh, drive one of those bird scooters around, you know, like a little Italian man, you know, just waving to people, just on my scooter, just hello, ciao, hello. Just, just a guy on a fixed income, you know, scooting around town. Just calling women. Man, working for some big tech startup, you know. <laughs> just like, we don't have desks. We just sit in beanbags, yeah. you know. Are you on a beanbag right now? I'd love, oh, I'd love a beanbag. I'm actually at the office right now. No. And no. Brad is in the other, other office. He has me working right up until I go up on tour because he was like, well, if you're going to be gone for a couple weeks, I guess we got to get you to finish a couple weeks worth of work, John. It's fucking typical Brad. <laughs> yeah. now, that, this Brad. comes uh, another question from one of our listeners, Kyle. He wants to know who are your favorite and least favorite members of Necrogoblicon. Kyle said he wants to see a major dispute rise out of this and that there's not enough drama in the band. If oh. you want to get to the next level, you got to start hating each other's guts. Well, here's the thing. Well, who's that from? Kyle? Kyle, yes. Okay, Kyle. I uh, implore you to go on Wikipedia and you'll see quite a laundry list of ex Necrogoblicon members. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. That's me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if I don't like them, they're out, you know? Yeah. They start going doodly, 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 do on the guitar and they play one wrong doodly. Bye bye. Next. You got a one doodly tolerance policy. That's it. One one doodle in the wrong note. Goodbye. It's like, you know, like like it's hard to find a dude with like a tattoo of sleeves that can't just come in and doodly, you know? <laughs> They're doodling all over town, even in their little scooters as they go it's around. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, you know, so yeah, there's been drama, but Goblin don't play that, you know? I, I just go <laughs> This is a no drama bus. Even if I'm on top, I'm still watching out for the. Honestly, my favorite members of, of Necrogoblicon are the ones that are currently in it. And honestly, mm. it, it's hard to rank them. It really is. Obviously, Scorpion is the top and the best and my favorite and my best friend. But it would be so hard to rank them. You know, I would just have to go Scorpion and then, you know, I forget the rest of their names, but, you know, <laughs> I love them all. I really do. There's a I guy, his name is, he plays bass, his name is Zoot. Walked around for like two months, called him Suit, you know? <laughs> I thought he was just going to dress nice, but the guy never wears sleeves. When did you put it together that you were calling this guy the wrong name the whole time? Eventually, you know, so it was like, I, I think his name is Zoot, and I'm like, Neither of us are saying a real name. You know? <laughs> so, right. Don't look at me like I'm the crazy one. Sorry, pal. <laughs> and John, you're so busy. You have your own talk show. You That's have, right. and you have a book, John yeah. Goblicon's Guide to Living Your Best Life. Where do you find the time? Oh, man. That's a great question. You know, I am quite the Renaissance Goblin, you know, well, the book was kind of, you know, that one wasn't too hard because I just paid these two idiots to write it. And I was just hmm. like, write it about this. And they were like, oh, okay, you know. Uh, 
the talk show, though, you know, that that's really become my passion. I really enjoy connecting with people and people who identify as celebrities, even though I've never heard of them, you know. But I enjoy the show. I enjoy doing that. So, you know, it's just like anything else, man. You know, you got to rise and grind. You know, I wake up every day and go, what else can I do? You know, I've been a world-renowned author. I'm, I'm on the Rhode Island Times worst sellers list, you know. I'm, I'm big. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Maybe like a chef, celebrity chef, or, uh, you know, I really just want to get into influencing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a big social media following. It's okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to build it up, but I would love yeah. to just like you know, take pictures of myself and be like, oh, look at these new shoes. You know, you know, and like you get oh, like hundred pairs of water. new shoes. Yeah, you guys ever try water? You know, sometimes <laughs> influencers are like, hey guys, look at this water. It's like, really? Wow. Yeah. All right, Man, I'm trying this new thing out. Breathing today. Breathe. Oh yeah. Everyone breathe. I love. I, I I will promote the hell out of taking a breath. You know, you pay me right. I'll be like, check it out. Look how I do it, but it's sexy. You know, so I gotta. I honestly gotta. I'll do whatever. I'll I'll hawk anything. You should see my cameo account. People are like, hey, uh, uh, my morgue needs promoting. I'm like, great, dead people. I'm John Davicott, and I approve this message. Well, you know, cameo the next step is like you kind of like we were talking about earlier about torso pictures have you considered a john goblicon only fans or like only goblins i don't know yeah i've talked about it you know and (laughs) and i'm thinking about launching it you know i don't know exactly what's going to go on there you know but again zero standards so (laughs) if there's money to be made you know i mean like green begets green you know, so I'm just, sure. I just, my life is all about the green. You know, I can't, I can't help it. I'm predisposed to wanting to, to get the green. So, if it's OnlyFans, you know, if it's uh, becoming a TikTok star, you know, I'll dance. You know, I don't, I don't care. Can you show us a move right now? There we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank have, you. Giving it, giving it away for free uh, when you sample. can give it away on TikTok and OnlyFans. Oh, wait. I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this? Oh. I'm, yeah, I'm no, we'll, we'll, we'll pay that. you after. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I mentioned one of your fans, NRG Pig, says they would subscribe to an Only Goblins and note that they're a huge fan and they ate their cat in your oh, honor. That, that is so sweet. That's like... That's one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me. I oh, mean, wow. I see cats all the time. And I'm just like, why aren't more people eating you? Mm-hmm. See, I was like 50-50 on whether you'd find that a fitting tribute or... or Sid, you know, I, is that for dessert? Sid? Sid, is that for dessert? I play your cards right. We'll see how the rest oh. of the interview goes. Okay, Sid. Okay. <laughs> Sid, would you uh, say that there's any chance at the end of this interview you've been so won over uh, by John that you'd eat your own cat in a tribute? I don't think I would, but I might offer up to John a, a little snack. You know, I, we're about to go on tour. I got to get in my carbs. You know, I got a carb load. Yeah. Cats have a lot of carbs in their fur. Wow. So, 
you oh, know. you eat the fur too? You don't even like defur oh, the cat? Oh, God, he likes some natural. Man. Wow. Yeah. That's do, do, you, uh, do, do you peel the skin off a chicken wing? You don't know. No. no. That's a fair point. Yeah. You just pluck the, the feathers thing. off. Yeah. Yeah, right through it. Chaos Alien says, it's good to see Larry King back from the dead. This is great. I think that's a different person. It's fighting words. Two things, two things. One, is Larry King dead? I think technically. Is he really? Yes. I believe so. Are we just breaking that news to you? Hey, Jerry. Just cover. You cancel my three o'clock with Larry King. <laughs> yeah, he, he gone. He gone. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, all right. Oh, well, glad, glad we can free what, up your schedule. One less interview. Yeah. One less interview. You know, sorry, we, we can just simulate and just be like, big, big Skoke, Illinois, day. you're on the air. Yeah. <laughs> the big press day just got a little shorter. That's good. That's good. Well, John, before we let you go, we were kind of hoping you could sit in as we look at some of the headlines. Oh, or, yeah. Or the big stories of the last few weeks. Kind oh, of I love to. Yeah. So one thing we wanted to discuss was there was this video that uh, Megadeth shared. I don't know if you're familiar with Megadeth. They're a thrash metal band. Perhaps Snigger Gobblecon played with them at one point. I, um, I know Megadeth. Yeah, I do. Okay, that's good. Well, so they're on the road now. They, they beat you guys to the road. And uh, there's this video here of Dave Mustaine in the crowd. He's sneaking around. It's very loud. I guess I can only mute it. That's fine. <laughs> now, when you say crowd, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking here. This is a gathering. Uh, right. I guess doors may have just opened at the venue, giving him the benefit of the doubt, but there certainly seem to be a lot of empty seats. Uh, yeah, that looks like a high school theater production. You know, that's about <laughs> to start. Like, there's like just 10 kids there and a baby. Oh, look at that. And so he's giving out pics to, to kids in the crowd. That's nice, though. But um, is it nice or is it creepy? Is it a little weird? How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, first off, He's moving like a robot. Why? Why? Why is he? Why isn't he just acting like a normal human right now? Not sure. He's incognito. That's how. If he acted like a human, people would recognize him. Why is he dressed like the sixty-seven-year-old version of the girl from The Ring? Is what I want. <laughs> that's what I got when I first looked at him. And, and He's gonna come through the screen right now. And let's be real. Uh, Dave Mustaine could stand in line at Starbucks and no one would be like, oh my gosh, Dave! Like, <laughs> it's, true. it's not exactly like, you know, the most recognizable person. He doesn't need to wear a hoodie. Right. You know? Right. But even, even more so, like, he, like he, even people who do know Dave Mustaine might not recognize him at this point. It just doesn't yeah, look it's, like... It's him. pretty clear from that video that people weren't exactly um, flooding the gates to get in, you know? <laughs> I think he has a better shot of just going and, and busking on the street to get some more <laughs> butt in those people, you know? Get out of the venue, man. You gotta get you gotta get people in the venue. You know, that's what I do. You say oh, yeah, you do a little busking to, to get people into a Necrocobblecon show? Oh yeah, I've done it before. You know, just right on the street, just you know, tell people like, Hey, you guys like goblin metal, you know, and they're like, What's goblin metal? And I'm like, 
we're still figuring it out, but <laughs> we can't our show, you know? So, so your advice for Dave Mustaine to live his best life uh, is to start at the bottom and then gain an interest and a following and then do shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, too familiar with Megadeth, but, you know, my advice to them is they'll get there, you yeah. know? We all play small shows for, like, you know, 20 to 30 people in just, you know, one-tenth of an arena, which is what it looked like. You know, hey, man, it's we used to open for Limp Biscuit. you know? Mm. I get it, you know? I know what it's like to be around a band that's trying to make it, you know? Yeah, yeah. you got you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, here Megadeth is, and here's this other show that Megadeth did, and it looks like there's a few more people in the crowd at this one. In fact, there was security that was a little too handsy, mm. and Dave Mustaine was not happy about it. Now let's let's play this clip. Hey, this is the security dude. You there? Stop interfering with our show. Talking to the guy like it's his dog. You stop heal. Barricade and tons of people. Everybody's having fun. Cool it, or I'll ask you to be taken out of the pit. <laughs> do you understand me? Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Now, how do you feel about that? Have you ever been at a show where security was a little too uh, too handsy, John? I gotta be honest. I've never been to a show with security. And that, that may speak more about the kind of places we've been playing, or that could just be a thing that we're just like, we don't need it, you know? So I'd say to uh, Mr. Mustank is, uh, okay, hot shot, play your next show without him, you know? Just mm -hmm. say, I don't want him. And then when Will Smith jumps on the stage, he's going to be like, uh-oh, wish I had security, about to get slapped. That's why you can't book Wicked Wisdom opening for Megadeth. It's just a bad idea. Is that what happened? That That's why Will Smith was there to smack Dave Mustaine. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, I see. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I I understand security. You know, we've, we've played places that did have an announcement being like, no crowd surfing, no mosh pits allowed at this venue. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking a pod myself to immediately break those rules the second we start playing. <laughs> so, in a way, I'm like security and the anti-security <laughs> at the same time. I see. Well, that's good to know. And also, that it, it kind of like uh, breaks the ice. Now everyone else is kind of like, oh, it's chill. John, John did a little stage time. We're all right. Yeah. You know, if they see me doing it, they're like, all right. If the cops come, they're going to get John first, for sure. Have you been arrested at a show before? Not that I remember. <laughs> you know, I've been told, though, I've gotten a little wild, but, you know, went in Rome, and, I mean, the show we played in Rome, you know, I got a little too drunk. <laughs> a, little, a little bit too much wine. Hmm. 
Oh, well, uh, NR, NRG pig. Energy burst pig, his, Oh, energy pig. That makes sense. <laughs> I burst my left eardrum at the Necrogoblicon psychostic show at the Brick by Brick in San Diego. You're causing interest to people. Well, that was a hell of a show, you know. So, if your eardrum was going to go, you know, that was the one for it to go. You know, I always tell people, like, when you leave a Necrogoblicon show, if you hear nothing else for the rest of your life, you're going to be fully satisfied. So this guy just took it a little too literal, but I like his style. I do. You know, that's pretty plenty, metal. I agree. And plenty of eardrums can be busted uh, in the next month or two because Necrogoblicon is going to be back on the road with Gua. Oh, Rob, that was a hell of a transition. I really like that. Thank you. And, and the tour smooth. starts today. Host to Check. host. That was smooth. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I can give you some tips later on uh, when we're off the air if you want. It. I have some experience. Or was that oh. a little too passive aggressive? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's get back to the headlines. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly announced he's done with rock. Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't know he started. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, put out a, he put out a punk rock album last year. Did he? And uh, allegedly, <laughs> Is that what we're we'll, calling it? In quotes. <laughs> well, Travis Barker produced it, so that's why oh, it's well then. technically a punk rock album. Okay. Uh, but he, he noted that now he is done with rock. He's going to make a rap album for himself for no other reason, no point to prove, no chip on my shoulder. If I keep doing things to prove things to people, I'm going to, one, drive myself crazy, and two, not make a good product. It's always good when you refer to your music as product, I think. <laughs> yeah, that... Is this guy an influencer? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, feels like it. He influenced and, uh, me to stop listening to music. Probably he, a good choice. He yeah. honestly... I'm not familiar with Machine Gun Kelly, but after getting a look at him just now, he looks like like your friend's son, you know, who they just like took to dinner with you, and they're like, "Hey, this is Caden. He's going through a phase, you know. Just be nice to him, you know." He definitely looks like, like a Caden. I, I don't. I don't know why he keeps dyeing his hair. I. I don't know how to relate to him, you know. And then he's like, I, I, I'm going to put out a rap album. And you're like, okay, what's your name? And he's like, uh, K- Kelly. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly. And you're like, all right, kid, eat your potatoes. <laughs> you know, you're pretty close here, John. His real name is Colson Baker. I do it, man. I don't know about, I don't know Machine Gun Kelly's story, but something tells me Colson isn't exactly from the streets, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's from Cleveland. Okay. Uh, the streets of Cleveland. Do they have streets? Right, well, Cleveland? I like Cleveland a lot. You know, I, I just don't know much about Machine Gun Kelly. And I think Machine Gun Kelly doesn't know much about rock. So that's, you know, yeah. so sad to see you go. No, do another rock album, said nobody. <laughs> you know, probably. <laughs> And and one more headline, and then and then, and then we, we can let you let you go back into your your cave or, or whatever. 
Ted Nugent offers unsolicited advice to bands like Megadeth and Metallica. And uh, I don't know. Are you a fan of Ted Nugent, uh, John? I. It looks like I thought that was Jimmy Buffett. That, that's <laughs> Ted Nugent? Oh, man. That, that's what he looks like now. I thought it was uh, uh, the the not the, the Jeff Daniels, the Dumb and Dumber, not Jim Carrey guy. He That's looks like Gary Busey playing Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what is he a sheriff? What is that hat that he's wearing? Was he yeah, deputized? What, I mean, I'll say this: kudos to the uh, the writer here, who like went with the all caps unsolicited. I mean, that's a troll move, but I like it. I do like it. Yeah. I mean, well, any uh, advice Ted Nugent ever gives is unsolicited. Yeah. No one wants. What is the advice? I got to know. So here we go. He says, "I've heard versions of Cat Scratch Fever, which is a famous Ted Nugent song. Uh, he talks about the one that Pantera covered. He said, "I love Pantera and I love Lemmy and I love the Ramones, but God, they're terminally Caucasian, or what?" There's a real Motown soulfulness to what me and my boys deliver. <laughs> There's a grunt and a grind. Uh-huh. Uh, he also added, uh, I love musicians who put their heart and soul into stuff. Uh, he said he loved Megadeth, Slayer, and Metallica. And he says, when I listen to music, I want to hear groove. Uh, and then when I hear Pantera's version of Cat Scratch Fever, I thank them, but I think they're angry at me because I call them Caucasian, which I think is a racial slur somewhere. So what was his advice? Put Oh, put their heart and soul into stuff, I guess. Right. And don't advice. be Caucasians is his other yeah. advice. Now, says, do you have the Motown swing when you are up on stage, John? How do you feel about what he said? I mean, that I've been told by some that's kind of, that's kind of my thing is the Motown swing, you know. <laughs> I think if you saw my moves, you'd be like, that's a Motown swing. Yeah. However, I've never been called Caucasian, so I don't I don't know. You know I mean, yeah, you're green. I don't think you would yeah. fit in easily into any of the known categories. Ted Ted Nugent looks like he's Machine Gun Kelly's father. You know? <laughs> yes. He's that guy that's like apologizing for his son. And acts like him too. He's like the yeah. guy at, at the bowling night who has to explain his kid to all the other bowlers. Yeah, he, and he he walks into their band rehearsal in the garage, and he's like, "No, guys, it's good. I, I just think it needs some more Motown swing. You know, what yeah. I mean? you guys need to learn that swing." You're sounding a little bit, a little bit Caucasian. I take out the <laughs> yeah, trash, like I told you. Guys are, you guys sound a little Caucasian. They're like, "Uh, Dad, here's a mirror." <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. By the <laughs> way, so Pantera's cool. cover is friggin' awesome. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Are you a Pantera fan? Oh, yeah. I like Pantera. Yep. Oh, ER Science in the chat has a good uh, note for Ted. He said, Ted, can Motown swing on these nuts? Got him. Got, Got him. That was a good one. Roasted. Boom. Like a couple of chestnuts. Take that L, Ted. Take that L. Well, well done. Well done. Well, well, John, we really want to thank you for, for the time that you provided for us. This was an incredibly enlightening half hour. I feel like we've learned so much about ourselves, about our show, about humanity in general. We'd love for you to come back anytime. Hey, I'll be happy to come back. 
you know, I really enjoyed my time. I enjoyed my time with two of you. And I'm not going to tell you which two. I'm just going to let you guys decide, you know. We'll figure it out. But again, I want to mention, I want to mention Necrogoblicon starting uh, today or tomorrow is on tour with Guar yep. all over this great nation. The new Necrogoblicon album, The Fundamental Slimes and Humors, is out now. And if you need a little reading, John's book, John Goblicon's Guide to Living Your Best Life, also available. Is there an yeah. audiobook version too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You can hear my sweet, sultry sounds. I mean, you can hear that Motown like, swing of John's yeah, voice. That Motown swing vocals. Yeah, that real soulful sound of, of the Caucasians. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much. Hopefully there's plenty of cats to eat in your future. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. And Sid, I'll be expecting a delivery from your house from that delicious orange feline in the background. I've got DHL on the other line right now. Oh, thank you so much. All right, you guys. Hey. You guys have a good day. You too, too, John. All right. Stay green. Love it. That's John Goblicon. Fantastic. Lovely fella. Lovely goblin. I don't know, Rob, I have to question your interviewing skills because Uh you should have pressed him on on who the one he didn't like was out of the three of us. You just were like, okay, sure. You should have have pushed back on that. I mean, I I didn't want to say anything, but it's probably you. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) You're the one he has developed the least amount of relationship with. i guess that's true what does that so it's mean? just a numbers game you were you came in later in the interview so you don't oh, have as much okay. history with him yeah as i do <laughs> yeah that we go way back <laughs> we go back 35 minutes you and him only go back 30 minutes yeah er science says uh, john goblicon rules uh going to get his book that's exciting glad we glad we uh oh energy pig thinks yeah. it's you rob oh <gasps> Oh, no, Energy Pink thinks I'm the one he doesn't like. We, Sid and I both have things on parts of our face like he did, and you don't. Yeah, just that weird mustache. Maybe it's because I asked if he was Jewish. He wasn't into that question. Oh, oh yeah, I don't I think Darren was. Yeah, you weren't there that was that. great. Was he it Jewish? Was, it was basically, hey, John, you have a large hook nose. Are you Jewish like we are? That was basically. Wow. The- I, I did not word it that offensively. You're so inappropriate. How? What is the inoffensive way to talk about someone's hook nose and whether they do? I didn't even mention the hook nose. I said that you Sid mentioned and I his were, nose. You didn't say hook. I said you- Sid and I were. Yeah, exactly. I didn't say hook. That's a big. That's that's a big thing. Okay. I just said his nose. Literally. I let the listener, the viewer, put that together. You what said he know? had a Jewishy nose. Is that what yeah. I'm getting? No, here? I yes. said we were both Jewish, and I was wondering if he had ever been confused for being Jewish based on his nose, he, based <laughs> yeah. on his appearance, based on his appearance, his and then nose said, and his looked, green sickly no. skin. And then I even said I, I was even self-deprecating and said that we had similar noses. Uh-huh. So I, my, I, I was saying I had a nose. Thank you very much. Uh huh. Sure. Did he start reading the brachas after you asked him that? or uh... <laughs> We should have got him to say a prayer. I just something. saw something uh, uh, that Gilbert Gottfried did, and it was a cameo. Uh, and in this cameo, oh, he just good. starts starts uh, chanting like a cantor, like a Jewish cantor. That is so Let's cue that up. I, it's think, so, I think we should it's, play that. It's so spot on that... It's not even a joke. It's just him imitating a canter, and it's so fucking funny. Anything he does is just funny. R.I.P. a legend. 
Can you find that? It may be a little yeah. niche to look up. Okay. Are you oh, shared that's it. The, uh, you shared it in the Discord earlier. Oh, that's this right. This is why you should be in our Discord, folks. Our Discord yeah. is open 24 hours, seven days a week. Hit up the link on any of our episode descriptions. You get the invite. And I uh, for- here's... What, I what forgot was that? that I shared it. I forgot. There we go. This is really... It's Gilbert Gottfried. So this is a cameo that he did for someone who is Jewish, just yeah. for some content. Context. And this is for Mark McDonald, and and it's being sent by Diana Faye. And uh, now, uh, this uh, first of all, Happy Hanukkah, or Happy. I've never seen him so flustered. Yeah, like he's still gathering his thoughts. <laughs> and he's older. Like this is probably a, a little bit before he died, right? It says April thirteenth. Yeah. So I don't know if it was posted right when he did it, but I mean, he's got to be towards the end of his life. So. Can forgive Happy him being a little loud. Hanukkah, yeah. as it's uh, the correct pronunciation. Uh, now, uh, uh, Mark, uh, uh, how did Jews do it doggy style? Uh, the husband sits up and begs, and the wife rolls over and plays dead. <laughs> uh, a waiter goes up to an old Jewish couple at a restaurant and says, Is anything okay? <laughs> that was the uh, best Jewish one. Jewish kid comes home from school. He says, Mom, I just got a part in a school play. The mother says, That's wonderful. What part do you play? He says, I play a Jewish husband. The mother says, Go back and tell a teacher you want a speaking role. <laughs> and uh, what's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? A canoe tips. Anyway, happy Hanukkah, Mark. Happy Hanukkah. It's like he's doing an impression of Larry King singing Lady Gaga. Yeah. Do you have that uh, Dorinsky little Larry King doing Lady Gaga? That's a little low. Yeah. Oh. Or I'll get that fixed. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, I do want to take a moment. Let's be a little. Let's cut the drops for a moment. Because I do want to mention. Shannon mentioned it at the top of the show. And we are incredibly heartbroken uh about the news of the loss of trevor strunat of the black dahlia murder uh he's been a guest on the show three times at least and a fan of the three times in person at least once on zoom that's right and we and he definitely called in before that too and so he's been on on he's probably been on the show more than any other musician so yeah um and we're we're so sad when we learned that he died and uh it was just a bummer because he was always such a really really fun nice guy and like really always brought a smile to everyone's face and uh it it was very very uh, sad to learn about his death and he was dealing with depression and and depression sucks i personally also have been dealing with it uh and so i know how hard it could be 
And I guess what I would say is if there's any listeners out there that themselves are dealing with depression, just know that there's someone to talk to. And, and if you don't have anyone to talk to, hit us up. We'll talk to you. Uh, yeah, sure. RIPAlivecast at gmail.com. That, that, that's how you can reach out to us. Or and go we'll also, discard. I was going to say the Discord. You said it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and like, we'll talk to you. And, and, and it's never, you know, there's always someone who cares for you. There's someone who loves you. And, and, and we love you. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm I was very shook by the news. It, you know, like, uh, this obviously isn't the first death in, in, in the, in the scene or the industry, but this is very much, or even among that, live cast guests. Uh, but this is one that like very much hits close to home. This is very hard to, uh, to process for me. I wanted to say also uh, the fact that, you know, he was on our show when we did audio shows in person, like mm-hmm. three times, I think. And then again, twice after we went to video. But when we met him in person, I mean, like, you know, they always say you can never tell what's going on in somebody's head. Uh, but especially with him, because he was such a happy, like seemingly outwardly happy person and friendly and energetic. He was like a bit self-deprecating, but like you took it as comedy. Like you didn't take it as he was really down on himself. Or I could, I, it, if you lined up everyone I've ever met through this show and said, which who was the least person to, uh, likely to commit suicide? I would say it was him. You, you never can tell. Sure. I mean, you never know what's going on in someone's head. Yeah. He seemed so excited about life, about being in a band. It was like, he almost seemed like, if you picked a fan out of a concert audience and were like, okay, now you get to be the lead singer of your favorite band. Enjoy it. And he was just like that. He was, he approached it all just like from, a and he never stopped. He never stopped being a fan. You know, yeah. he always was seeking out that underground band that like have, you know, 10 followers on Bandcamp. He loved. Didn't he do a column metal. on metal injection? Yeah. To the point. Exactly. That, and that's something that he wanted to do. He loved exposing new bands and to the point like, you know, even uh, on Metal Injection, there was an article this week. I did not write it, obviously, but it was just an article of like just 15 of his guest vocal appearances. That's how many different bands. And they're all not major bands. Like some of them are known metal bands, but a lot of them are just smaller bands that he just lended his credibility to just because he was a fan. He was the pit bull of metal, we could say. Or maybe the T-Pain. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. No auto tune though. But we're. I guess we're very it, much... it works even better because T for Trevor. You win, Rob. We're very much going to miss you, Trevor, and um, and our condolences you got to to his friends, his family, and, and any fans. And again, like I said, if if you're going through something, there's always someone to talk to. Either you know the. National Suicide Prevention Hotline is out there, or or you know, hit up, just come into our Discord and talk to us. Talk to us, and we'll we'll talk to you. There's always a way out. There's always a solution. You know, you don't you don't have to end your life. We've been doing this show like a decade and a half now, and we have gotten so many messages from people that say that we helped them through. It just blows my mind, like that they would, they, you know, like we had some kind of impact, you know. That so, I mean, the more that we can do that, the better. Like if you, yeah. 
have any connection to us, like even if you just think fart jokes are funny or whatever, you know, please like reach out and we can give something back to you and like, you know, make you feel like you're worth something, you know. Everybody deserves that. And I just want to say it was really heartwarming this week after the news broke of just like so many people in our discord sharing their own personal stories of meeting Trevor. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, everybody had the same story. I met him at a concert and he like hung out with me and we <laughs> joked around, we smoked up, whatever. It was just like, he was just always on. He was always friendly. He was always like, he had time for the fans and everybody, whoever interacted with him just has like a positive story to share. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, in the, yeah. I mean, I know, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of people when they pass, people will only say the good things. But I I feel like it's completely genuine in this case. Yeah. Well, somebody in our chat, I believe, uh, hey guys, the chest said he was going to get a heartburn tattoo. Yeah, but not on his different. stomach. He had to like compromise. Well, that's okay. It's for the best. <laughs> well, look, well, the history of this show is all tattoo compromising. Look at Sean with his. That's uh, true. He lost a bet and bailed and got a completely different tattoo than he was supposed to get. So. To be fair, we rigged the vote. But he didn't know it at the time. He didn't know right. it. He he exposed himself by thinking it was a genuine vote and not following it. Yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all In case right. you're an old uh, new listener, do you want to explain what that was briefly what that was? So Sean said he would get a tattoo of whatever live cast listeners would want him to get a tattoo of and he was lobbying to get a tattoo of patrick swayze and drag in tu wong fu and one of the other options was a portrait of sid and myself <laughs> and the two were like head to head and then like i kind of started rigging the vote so <laughs> sid and me pulled ahead you admit it authentically like based on the actual votes the Tu Wong Fu thing was winning, which really bothered me because it's like, these are our listeners. Why don't they want our faces on Sid's, I mean, on Sean's body? How they probably were just realistic enough to think there's no way Sean would follow through on that one. So, but try at least, try to force him. I mean, also, the thing is, like, more so than wanting to see Robin Sid on his leg, wouldn't you just want to make Sean get a tattoo he doesn't want? Like, period. That's the most important factor there to me. Our listeners are too nice. I guess. Maybe. I guess you could look at it as like the me and Rob tattoo was the Bernie and the voters just maybe some of them were turned off because they thought that tattoo was unelectable. No, so they no. just went with the centrist choice Ugh. and then they regretted it. Equally bad. Yeah. I didn't realize we had all these libs listening to our show. Tattoo it was libs. a different time. It was a different time. It was like 10 years ago. <laughs> The tattoo centrism of the uh, that's ruining our country. <laughs> oh man, yeah, R.I.P. Trevor. He was definitely not a tattoo centrist. You threw me off there. I was still in Sean mode, and I was you were about to say R.I.P. I thought it was a joke. R.I.P. And then, oh, I, was no. like, oh. And then I had to go. Oh fuck! <laughs> I was about to laugh. I was about to laugh because I thought you were setting up a joke, and then you said something so somber. I swerved. You did. You got me. Whew. All right. Speaking of jokes, though, I'm wearing my Eradicator shirt in honor of the kids in the hall. There's a new season of the kids in the hall on Amazon Prime. If you have it, watch it. It is incredibly good. It is so good. 
I have watched one episode, and what I I have two reactions. Uh, <laughs> the first one is that it's just like it's like if you said in create in a lab what in 1996 what you think the 60 year old kids in the hall show would look like this is it exactly right and the second thing is there's an enormous amount of penis in this show like exposed penis i will say that was only in that one episode (laughs) oh it doesn't continue after that i think you get like a little a portion of a cock Mm -hmm. but that's it there's just one word. Guest star penis or the the no no no, no. Uh, kid cock. Uh, it's a couple Kevin, of kid cocks. No spo- don't spoil it. Oh oh. <laughs> and I already said Kevin McDonald yeah. and one other uh, get, uh, a show co-host. Oh uh, wow. Cast member are completely full yeah. on frontal nudity, from for a, quite a long time. <laughs> for comedic effect or yes. for com- yes. very much comedic effect and done beautifully. It's the, probably the funniest way they could have been naked. All right. Bless Kevin McDonald's heart, man. I don't think I'd have had it in me to do full frontal if that's what I was packing. But it just, it, ah. it, it like, it's so on brand that that's what his dick looks like. Yeah, that's true. Well, they, to me, they look like they had identical penises. It was a little weird. No, the other guy, I think, was a little bit more average sized. You think? I don't know. Oh, so. don't, don't size shame. Anybody. Honestly, I, did, I mean, I was just in <laughs> shock that they even did it. I didn't do such yeah. a quantitative analysis, but <laughs> I, my first reaction was, eh, they look like perfectly normal flaccid penises. They don't look like tiny, right. tiny penises. Plus, it's flaccid. Right. But I, I, I mean, I only watched it once, so maybe Sid's right. I don't know. But it didn't, it didn't strike me as, oh, I certainly did not, did not strike me that they had huge penises. But my point no. being, it did not strike me as abnormally tiny. We'll get Rob's tie-breaking vote. Yeah, I'll watch it in the next the week. I'll, I'll but I'll, I'll say I watched all eight episodes and Darren's statement that it fe- just feels like the next normal Kids in the Hall season is exactly right throughout. It's just great and funny and timeless, and they haven't lost a, an, a tick off their fastball at all. It's just great. Completely That's great. I would say, and I have one nitpick, and it's a technical one, not a not a creative one. But the fact that it's shot uh, digital uh, mm. film makes throws me off a little. Like I, you get used it, to it after a little while. Yeah, yeah, I did get used but to it, it within the course yeah. of one episode. But it may it brings a feel of like like the the miniseries they did or mm-hmm. Brain Candy. It feels yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes you feel more like that, and I have like. Sort of negative associations to Brain Candy, even though I liked it. I like still like it a lot, but I just feel like it's not as good as the show. Fair. Uh, and I, I like it sort of brought me down in that, but the, then then the sketches brought me. The sketches that they did in the first show yeah. were just fantastic and brought me back up. So it's something that bothered me, and then it, and then it went away, like yeah. you said. But it just, it was there. Hopefully, they do more seasons. I'm sure if they uh, get the views, mm-hmm. the Amazon will give them the money. I don't What's know if Amazon Canada. What else are they spending money on? Amazon has some has had some good shows. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys saw. There was another nudity controversy, male nudity controversy oh. this week. Uh, there was there's a Broadway show. And one of the actors, Wang, I believe Jesse Williams is his name. Yeah, uh-huh. Jesse Williams. So the Broadway show is Take Me Out. And it's about baseball players, I guess. And there's so there's a shower scene. And when the 
show starts, you're asked to put your what is it's part of my hair that's like popping out. It's like bugging me. Yes, to put that somewhere. <laughs> yes, with that. Sorry, uh, my ADD kicked in. Uh, they asked to put your phones away into like these little pouches that lock, I guess. But the ushers at a fucking Broadway show are 80 and I, they, they don't know who's locked or not. And so some very thirsty person <laughs> snuck out his camera during the nude shower scene. And so there's a collection of men just taking a shower on stage nude and showing uh, Jesse Williams is uh, his people. Uh, I mean, it's no, oh. no one to call that one average or small. I'll tell you what. Now I have a question. So does Jesse Williams walk around with his uh, peen like hard, or is it just a he's in? It, that, it was soft. <laughs> it was not hard, <laughs> and it was still damn near down to his kneecap. Is that uh, true? I haven't seen this. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, he has nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> but there was the question of: Is this an invasion of privacy? Of course it because, is. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it totally is, because this was a completely unauthorized documentation of Wang. Right. There is no debate. They requested people not to photograph it. So it is an invasion of privacy, period. Now, if you had not said that going in and just did a show and someone pulled out their camera, I would say it's at least at the periphery of something you can argue that they have the right to expect that to be a possibility. But once you say, do not photograph my penis... That's it. You lost. You can, if you photograph their penis, you've you've violated. Has he released a statement? No, he he hasn't. I mean, he's uh, got everyone in the world knowing that he has a gigantic penis now. Yeah, I guess know? it's a win-win for him. I guess it's. Well, a, also, I, mean, I can see how it's like a little embarrassing. Yeah, oh, for he sure. Does, he he did respond. Let's see what he says. <laughs> I love the uh, Jesse Williams' response to viral Broadway leak. Don't say Jesse viral Williams. in connection with a penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or leak. Responds to buzz over his Broadway news scene. Buzz might not be good either. <laughs> yeah, so let's see what he said. Doc, I have uh, a buzzing in my penis. <laughs> he goes, it's a body. Once you've seen it, you realize it's whatever. It's a boy. Mm. <laughs> I just yeah. have to make it not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. That's a pretty big uh, deal. A boy. Earlier this month, the kids in the hall was a boy. Earlier this month, he told Page Six he was initially terrified of the role in the nude scene, but got over it. Mm -hmm. A quote. Then I noted that I that was what I asked God for. I asked to be terrified. Oh, don't bring God into this. That's weird. For a huge cock. I asked God for that, and I didn't get shit. That's why I'm an atheist. (laughs) I asked to do something that was scary and challenging, and made me earn it, and made me feel alive and not comfortable. There are other nude scenes. No, there are other nude actors in the play. Uh, the second stage Hayes Theater is required audiences to place phones in a locked pouch before the show out of respect and support for our actors in order to create a phone-free space. Mm-hmm. Now, this has led to... Uh, there was another video this week that I wanted to play uh, from legendary Broadway actress Patti Lapone, who mm-hmm. you might have even seen on a TV show or movie here or there because she's yes. been around forever. And, and she really is... and. <laughs> and she is somebody, what I like about Patti LuPone, she's one of those New York gals that do not take shit. And they don't give a fuck. And so there's even this in audio. That picture of her, she looks like the, she's, yeah, she's not taking it uh, Yeah, I said I wanted a sesame bagel. What is this? <laughs> uh, scooped out, please. <laughs> 
So now I guess so after so she's in a new play uh, or she's in a revival of the play company. And I guess now they're doing these little uh, Q&A's after the show called talkbacks. And oh, during okay. the talkback, uh, so I guess she noticed someone not properly wearing a mask. And, and I love the rant that she goes on. Get the fuck out! Yeah, she's Douglas Levison. Yeah. She even does a Who Are You? Where do you think he gets the money from, dumbass? From the patrons. That woman doesn't pay her salary. The rest of the pay. I I, I think that's a shitty, that's a shitty comeback. What uh, you mean, the audience member saying that? Yeah, yeah. I do. I wouldn't go there myself, but I also I, I have a lot of problems with this video. But I'll let you finish playing it first. Think you are. I have a few problems with this. The number one thing being she is in a room full of closed people telling them to put a mask over their nose, and she's not wearing a mask, nor are these seven or eight people sitting three inches away from her mouth and nose. So why doesn't she have to wear a mask? The response to that would be they get tested every day. Okay, so, uh, and, but... And the... the uh, I, first, I agree with you. <laughs> but like i'm just trying to provide the perspective here mm -hmm. they get tested every day and in order for them to safely perform their duties everyone else should be masked because it reduces the risk for them because they were already performing without their masks you know i think it's because they're performers and they're supposed to exist on another level from peons like us when but in how reality... are they supposed to pro they're supposed to perform with the, the mask on I, I don't listen. All I'm saying is, if you're asking someone else to do that, you, why should you get it? If it's so important, if it's so important, they have to yell at you in the audience, which I'm not necessarily disagreeing with. How can you do that and then be sitting there with no mask on? That's all I'm saying. And even it, let's say performing is so important that you can do it without a mask and risk spreading shit or whatever. Mm hmm. Now you're not performing. You're sitting down there talking to these people. Totally like agree. Some some asshole. So like, why they can't can you put a mask right on? Now. Yeah. Well, that's the, the, not even the most important of my. Uh... And the jail, like it's like, do the, do the masks help? Well, I knew research. you were gonna say that. No, I mean Rob. Uh, the, research, the research is inconclusive. I think it. I think the research says that wearing a mask reduces spread. It doesn't. It's not an impenetrable wall. Yeah. Nor, nor does it uh, guarantee you can't catch anything or spread anything. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But wearing it and, and not spewing uh, oh. your phlegm everywhere does it has zero effect. I will never agree with that. Yeah. It there traps was, something. Well, I I agree. With, look, you wear pants. If you're peeing with no pants on, the pee gets all over the place. If you're wearing pants, at least it's contained within your pants. So th in that sense, I agree with you. But there had been studies of like European countries that never had any mask mandates and the amount of cases they had were just as much, if not lower than countries with mask didn't mandates. Have mandates doesn't mean that people didn't still wear masks just because they thought they should. It's not like there was zero mask wearing. I, when I was in Amsterdam, nobody was wearing a mask. But you were in Amsterdam all, like a month ago. Yeah, or but it was always like that. They were, they were saying it was always like that. They were saying nobody ever wore masks. Who's they? People, people are saying locals. Locals, yeah. 
Many people, wonderful people are telling me. Yeah. Everyone is saying. No, we need to make Amsterdam great again. We invented masks. <laughs> we have the best masks. <laughs> if Joe yeah, Biden yeah. comes in and wants to say he invented masks, not true, <laughs> you people. You know what the best mask is? Air. Air. It's protecting us all over. <laughs> Nature is our mask. I inject bleach into my mask every week. <laughs> it goes right in the straps and just rolls all around inside. It's the best thing. It's the best thing you can do. Be right back. Gotta go host a stupid boxing pay-per-view. <laughs> it is sad that the stock market tanked and now Elon Musk probably won't be buying Twitter. Not that he was going to buy it ever because he, he hinted that he may have... Re, that he would have reinstated Donald Trump's Twitter account, which I have to say, it's been a, a year and a half now without Donald Trump on Twitter. And mm-hmm. as someone who's in no way a Donald Trump fan, I really Same. miss him. Need him back. <laughs> I, I miss those tweets. I miss that. The man had great comedic timing. I always said it. I mean, <laughs> and, and I need it. I need those dumb takes. Uh, he doesn't have his finger on the nuclear button. I'm fine. Just go ahead. And we have a different senile octogenarian on the button now. So, I mean, it's like, if we're going to have that anyway, get some comedy in there. Don't feel it, Sid? No. <laughs> I didn't follow him on Twitter to begin with, so. Oh, me neither. But it comes up. I never that. followed him, yeah. It comes up in the news. Just you don't need to be yeah. to follow him. I li- Honestly, to be honest with you, I th- I like... I like that he riles up people that I hate. I think that's a good, that's probably the most, the number one superficial effect of Trump being around that I like. Uh, and it's not weighed out, it doesn't outweigh the shitty aspects of Trump at all. I just think if we're living in hell anyway, I want to see some chaos mm. in, this, in the culture war area. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and like ban Stephen Miller or something instead. That's fine. I don't. I don't care about his. Well, he would. He just did, did an accidentally left thing too. Did you see? that? I did see that. I did see that. So <laughs> this week, in in the news, uh, there was a uh, a shortage of baby formula. That's mm-hmm. like a big thing right now. Is a lot of uh, parents of newborns are having trouble finding uh, formula because there's only essentially two uh, baby formula. Corporate, there's like an uh, not, not a monopoly. What is it? Oligopoly, a duopoly, duopoly. Sure, uh, and uh, a necrogopoly. Yeah. I invented uh, wearing green masks and googly <laughs> eyeglasses. Now everyone's doing it. Of course, this is what happens. I do something. Everyone else does it. So, uh, yeah. So. A lot of people can't get their baby formula. And then the dumbest fucking take is just, why don't you try breastfeeding? Has anybody forgot about breastfeeding? No, it's, breastfeeding. No. It's natural. Which, uh, you know, like, have you ever taken a science course? And also, for all these uh, anti-abortion pieces of shit, or, or forced labor pieces of shit, uh, it's like, hey, if this baby gets adopted, the mother cannot breastfeed them how how is this baby getting its nutrients i breastfed baron until he was three years old and look how he turned out fantastic so so liberal like textbook liberal and i and i say liberal not leftist like like 
Mm-hmm. If you look at a, a, a liberal celebrity, the two f- first photos that come up are Rob Reiner and Bed Midler. And so Bed Midler tweets. Are you, are you calling her Bed Midler? Bet Midler. Bet. Appropriate. Said bed, <laughs> bed Midler that time. You flipped it. Bet Midler. There we go. Uh, she, She's she, mid she, anyway. You don't <laughs> want to her name, right? She says, try breastfeeding. It's free and available on demand. She's the American uh, Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> Ozzy, <laughs> try breastfeeding. Oh, Ozzy's it's glands free. are fully dry. I guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of all fucking people, the devil himself, Steve <laughs> Miller, Stephen Miller, who I oh you're, the, oh, you're on a basis with him where you can call him Steve Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he has a band, I heard. <laughs> Stefan Miller Africa over here, <laughs> one of the fucking evilest evil men in the world, like the, the architect of the illegal child separation. At the border. Right. Took disgusting Obama policies and made them worse. Made them even worse and like harsher and crueler. He's the one that instigated the separations that that deemed it necessary. He says to Bette Midler, who said, why don't you try breastfeeding? He says, what a profoundly offensive and ignorant statement. There are countless reasons why breastfeeding is not an option for many mothers. Too many to get into here. And if you've been using formula, you can't just flip a switch. Not to mention millions of babies with milk and food allergies. Uh-huh. So, yes, this fucking cruel goblin is to the left of Ben Midler. What the no, fuck is going on? In no, the world? he's not. He doesn't give a single fuck about this. He's just saying it because she's a fucking lib and he's going to be the opposite of whatever she is. And sure, because this right now is an anti Biden talking point, so he's going to be on whatever side is anti Biden. Completely no agree. Ideology behind I, I, what he's I absolutely no. agree with you, but it's still the correct take. <laughs> sure, but it's like a broken clock. But it shows that the the yeah. the, the incorrect take is the mainstream uh, popular pseudo left one. So they're if they're opposing well, is anyone it, other than Bette Midler saying that a lot of people are saying this is like, a, I don't know, I'm seeing it a bunch. I, I do. I don't care at all about baby formula. So I haven't been really following this story because it doesn't matter to me. So I don't know who's saying what. Let all the babies starve more food for the rest of us. That's what I say. <laughs> but then who's going to be uh, who's going to be in the farms picking out the food first? I'll worry about that years. in 20 years. I'll be on death's door by then. So it won't matter that much. OK, that's fair. Still, I mean, it's not like babies today are going to be working in the farms tomorrow. Wait, why are you going to be on death's door? I what year in my mid 60s? I don't take care of oh. myself. I thought he said 2025. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, no, you got, no. you're not telling us something? Starting them young, no. <laughs> no. All right. What <laughs> else we got going on? <laughs> uh, here's an old video, but uh, we never played it. And, that, and then we can get to our, our music picks. Do we, we don't want to talk about the farting soccer player? Oh, okay, let's do that one then. I'm curious to know what that video was. You're going to tell me later. What a, what's the story here, Said French soccer team demoted player for excessive farting and laughing? Sid, is this you? You play soccer? <laughs> so now, without <laughs> reading on. this, go ahead. Hold, just I want to read the first 
uh, <laughs> fragment here. Being a professional soccer player can be a real gas. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to try to predict whether he was fired for farting and separately also too much laughing or because he specifically farted and laughed about it. Mm. I would guess the latter. Because <laughs> laughing, if... yeah, laughing doesn't seem like a reason to find yeah. somebody. Laughing the to friend... the point that we demote you? <laughs> the French team Lyon disciplined one of its defenders because of it. Lyon demoted Marcelo. Leon. 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 Natasha. Leon. Demoted oh, now you Marcelo. set him off, Sid. Now he's going to do yeah, the accent exactly. the whole time. Ly- Lyon! <laughs> That's how I see what it. Are you Chet Hanks now? <laughs> yes. Leon demoted Marcelo, a 34-year-old defender from Brazil, who goes only by his first name after the team's 3-0 loss to Angers? Angers? Oh. St. Angers? ESPN reported at the time that Marcelo was caught laughing during the team captain's post-game speech, which officials later described as inappropriate behavior. So we were wrong. It was a separate laughing incident from the farting incident. Maybe he was laughing about the farting, and they thought he was laughing about the losing. And that's Oh, he was trying to find a silver lining. (laughs) Some lining in his pants there. I don't know what it was. It has since emerged that uh, that team officials had another issue with Marcelo. He repeatedly farted around his teammates and laughed oh. in front of team officials. Although Marcelo was considered a team leader and signed a new contract with Leon before the season started, the club was ripe for a change. <laughs> yeah, into the reserves. Very clever. His contract writing. was terminated in January after being dropped by Leon. Marcelo signed with Bordeaux. Sadly, that team currently stinks worse than Lyon's locker room, losing eight of the ten games. This is a nothing story. Uh-huh. It's just a guy who got cut for farting. I can't wait until Ted Lasso does a storyline about this in season three. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> Ted Asso. <laughs> That'll be the episode title for them. I'll let them have that one. <laughs> What was the other thing you wanted to do? Yeah. Uh, the other thing was uh, this video. Mm-hmm. Jesse Williams' wang. Oh, oh it's not that? available anymore. Oh, his wang is not available? Is it because he farted and laughed while his dick was flopping around on Broadway and they demoted him to go. off-Broadway? It did one of these like Zoidberg's tentacles. <laughs> He just waved to someone in the audience with his penis. <laughs> they didn't like that. He saw his mom. By the way, Rob, would you smash Jesse Williams? Yeah. Does the penis felt like if he had if he had Kevin McDonald's penis, would you still like smash him, or it's just it's yeah, his, I don't looks, mind. his looks? I, I don't have a. I don't have a. Minimum or maximum penis size? I'm not. Is that because you're the top, or just an aesthetic thing? I don't know. I I, I don't have a like. I love all penises as long as they don't look <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, well, what does look small. weird mean to you? It could be anything. I don't know. Like cut on cut. Do you have a preference there? I guess my preference is cut. Just because I've sometimes encountered a uncut penis with a little. Like a little, a little cottage cheese in there. In there. Yeah. It's it's, little, oh, not... cottage cheese. I thought you were going to say a little pigtail curly cue at the end. 
know. <laughs> Sometimes then you I mean, that's see fine. Porn. Yeah. No, but that's what you what, what, usually when they're erect, uh, it, it fill, fills the space. That's only when they're soft. You get the I've seen curly. some porns where the guy has a full on chub and he has to still pull back the curly cue mm-hmm. to get the head of the dick out. Yeah, that could be hot. That's though. just British guys. Yeah. And then, that's the other thing, though, is like I never saw an uncircumcised penis until I started watching Euro- European porn. And I was like, really? oh, that's what they-. And it took me a while to adjust. Yeah. Because I saw a bunch of them. And I think they were probably more prevalent when I was a teenager and watching porn. And it hasn't been a thing since then lately. Yeah. Like when I, uh, the, the, all the straight porn on the Spice Channel, everyone was circumcised. And then, well, you know, the American gay porn that I would watch, everyone was circumcised. But then, like, once I got into the, the European studios, like, Balami, that, that's when, uh, that's when you see the Wait, like, it's yeah. supposed to rhyme with salami for real? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know the proper way to pronounce it. It's Bellamy. Bellamy or Bellamy. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it, never I've heard never it. heard, I've never heard it said out loud by a <laughs> American By person. someone without their mouth full. <laughs> I don't well, you don't say the street. <laughs> Nobody says vivid pictures, you know, while <laughs> sucking dick. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny if they did. If they had like the the Wicked. what is it, the Paramount Lion or whatever studio that MGM is. MGM Lion. It's yeah, Le- there you go. It's Leon. Sit. <laughs> I, I I don't want to act like every guy was uncircumcised in the porn that I watched back then, but it was probably like ninety ten. Oh wow! You'd, you'd see them pop up though. Literally, <laughs> like a meat thermometer. Made me think I, I was even... weird because I was uncircumcised, and I was like, and then you'd see one and go, "Oh, okay, my dick kind of looks like that." There was a uh, somebody. I'm not going to mention the person, but they gave uh, birth to a boy, and I was t- I was talking to her about like, "Oh, are you going to do the circumcision?" Because you know the health reasons why you shouldn't do it, and blah blah blah. And she was like, yeah, I agree with all of that, but I'm just too worried that he would feel like his dick looks too different than his dad's dick. So that's why I'm going to circumcise him. Why, how often do you see your, like, I didn't grow up with my father, so I don't have an answer to this question. But how often do you see your father's penis? I didn't see it often. But when I did, his was uncircumcised and that weirded me out. But like, oh, not in a way that made me feel bad about myself. It just made me think he was weird. But you said you had like kind of distant parents, but like, right? I mean, but yeah. you, but you, but I mean, theoretically, you could just explain to your child what the difference is and why yeah. does he, you know, or, you know, if the father is circumcised and you are not, like, just explain to him this is the procedure when they're old enough. Yeah. Like, why is that so difficult? Some, pa- some people just are lazy or don't, would rather not have that conversation. I think you it's. Did you ever have that conversation, Sid? Huh? Did you ever have that comment? No, I just said I didn't. Oh, okay. That's um. Well, and my mother's pretty progressive, and she didn't explain to me what circumcision was, and that I she just said I wasn't circumcised, but she didn't explain what it meant or like why people do it or what the procedure is like. I have found that all out, you know, when I got to be you know a young adult. I would say. Yeah, lots of parents just take the yeah they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm not trying Sex to dunk ed on class my... in school. There's it'll be fine. I'm not trying to like dunk on my mother yeah. that she was a bad mother, but I feel like there was a failure of communication on this one issue. You turned out fine. Mm. You I mean, you figured it out for yourself eventually. Right. You had it I, handled. 
I wouldn't say I'm, I'm fine all around, but I would oh. say I, I, I got to the right place I needed to be on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> I got circumcised at 30. I did a great job. And only because I had a medical condition that forced me to have that. Yeah. So I might still be uncircumcised. And you you'd know. be fine. No, I Minus wasn't fine. that medical condition. I, well, it was really it was really hindering me, though. I had yeah. like I wasn't unable to have sex or properly jerk off like I had a jerk off when I was half hard. And it was like not as pleasurable because the skin wouldn't retract all the way. It was no. retracting like a quarter of an inch and I could just pee through the hole. And that was it. You okay, know, Rob? the face Rob is making is the face <laughs> I was making at the time. Sorry to gross you out with my penis, Rob. I apologize. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, reopen that picture of Jesse Williams, Rob. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't have Schmeg, though. If that's what they don't need. Okay, that's good. That's important. Um, here's the video I wanted to play. Oh, hold on. We're on the wrong, We're on the wrong page. One moment. There's a cat walking around Darren's background. Just, oh, nope. I see a little tail. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. This is what we're doing. All right. <laughs> oh. This is a pastor. <laughs> now, watch. He can't see, but he can hear. This is, this is so weird. And this is the moment where many of us are in is that God is doing something and we hear him changing. We hear him even in your prayer. And in this time, he's changing something and you don't see. His cadence is so, we hear him. He changes. See it clearly yet. Also, I believe that the guy next to him is his brother. (laughs) Or some cousin. There it is. So he has he a giant wad of And loot. this is where most people would not face Jesus anymore. I certainly wouldn't. What most people would do is turn away. Yes. Yes, me. <coughs> oh, he's just hawking it up now. Dude, get that checked out. He's about to. What, what I'm telling you what I'm telling you These hackles are pretty great. is just as he's physically standing here, knowing what's coming. God's saying, can you physically and spiritually and emotionally be able to stand? When getting the vision or receiving it might get nasty. I'm going to say it in a point just like that. Receiving vision from God might get nasty. Oh, no. There's even a graphic. You mean, God, I just bought in crazy faith. It's like a I just bought my dream Hmm. car. And now you're going to ask me to sell it back? Here we go. Okay, here we go. Get nasty. Why is God rubbing it in? Oh, Oh, I thought he was going to slap it. In the hoop thing again? I'd rather get slapped. Yeah, because the vision I'm about to give you, it might get nasty. Rubbing it in like aloe. Oh. oh, it's dripping. It's dripping down his face. 
Oh! He moved it. He moved it. He didn't believe in God. He didn't want it, he didn't want it in his lips because that's a little gay. What, what I'm telling you is how you just reacted is how the people in your life will react when God is doing what it takes Standing there like he took for a the miracle. Shot. What oh are you saying? God. This man was blind. And what he was trying to do he's was blind now because he's spitting his fucking eye. Him his DNA. Oh. Uh, I think this. You know what? I'm converted. I believe in God now. That he that he was so con, so convincing. So convincing. I'm not gay no more. <laughs> Your cat's had enough of it. Oh, he's, he's out the door. Yeah, there he is. Um, yeah, that. Oh. I think he just might have a fetish of wanting to spit on and rub spit into people's face and doing it in front of an audience. Like gave him a chub and he's like, I want, oh, I wonder if I could sneak this into a sermon. He's getting to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. Preaching and, and, the word of God and spitting on dudes. Spit cake. Though if it's a fetish and you do it with your brother. Was it his brother? I didn't I think it. I read that it was his brother. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm like. I'm pretty sure. Well, what if I offer this theory? He has a fetish, wants to do this to somebody, wants to do it in front of an audience, worked it in a sermon, and the only person he could find to do it was his brother. And he said, eh, this is a little weird. I'm not sexually attracted to my brother, but I am getting to do this thing I've always wanted to do. I'll deal with the brother thing. And then what's the thought process on the brother's behalf? He thinks the guy's genuine and is, wants to do a sermon and is not oh, picking man. up on the the sexual aspect. Well, hopefully it's a one-time thing. If he starts doing this to his poor brother every fucking Sunday. Imagine. <laughs> it's just the, he finds different things that God wants to rub into his orifices. <laughs> Next time he's like making his brother wear a tank top, he's rubbing it into his armpits. Now God <laughs> wants you for, to stand there while I rub... Duty from an aardvark onto your nostrils. <laughs> now, this shows that you can withstand any stink that God puts on you. Now, I want to know what aardvark feces looks like, Rob. Could you cue that up? Come to my sermon next week, Sid. <laughs> Come on, there's got to be something peculiar about aardvark feces. Let's see. Oh, it looks, it looks like... Actually, there's different kinds, but it looks like dirt more than it looks like poop. Well, no, some of it actually looks like poop. Never mind. It just looks like shit. On June 5th at the amphitheater, I will be shooting ivermectin into my brother's penis <laughs> oh, no. on oh, stage. <laughs> wow. Right, maybe let's go back to the spit. Maybe we should have just <laughs> left him alone. We've gone too far. We've gone way too far. Um... My brother was supposed to wear a gimp suit. But it did not arrive because of UPS issues. <laughs> He's going to spit all over the ball gag. <laughs> this guy's, uh, by the way, he's uh, uh, doing a collab uh, with John. Uh, from the- <laughs> like, <laughs> live your best life. How to live your best life. So he's oh, okay. on top of that bus and spit right in his face. <laughs> They're doing a book sequel together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's already in the works. It's on Audible already. I don't know if you know this. You can audibly hear him spit on his brother. 
Right, let's talk about our uh, live cast music break. Every week, we each pick a song, throw it up on Spotify in a free playlist that you can subscribe to. And this week, we have a few extra tracks. First up, in tribute to the Black Dahlia Murders, Trevor Strinan, who we sadly lost this week. We posted up one of my favorite songs of theirs, What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse. Castlevania Eternal. reference. And uh, we also posted a track from the new Necrogoblicon album, The Fundamental Slimes and Humors. And the track is right now. And then my pick this week is from this artist that I was just exposed to that I am in love with. Her name is Scene Queen. And it's really great because it's kind of like pop music meets metalcore. Okay. Uh, and like her lyrics, like this lyrics is uh, the song is called Pink Rover. So like Red Rover, it, it kind of takes like uh, children's rhymes and kind of updates them. And like this one is all about if a guy uh, tries to put the moves on you a little too much at a show, you chop his dick off. So it's nice. She's nice. a young really torture nice. killer cover. Uh, it's it's in that vein. It's in that vein. Uh, the dick vein? Yeah, the way you shoot the ivermectin when you're a pre- <laughs> like, like, like the hook is, Pink Rover, Pink Rover, please send the coward over. And if that bastard whistles, put a knife onto his boner. Cut him. And then the breakdown hits. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Taking the power back, ladies. Let's do it. They don't need your help, Rob. I don't know. Don't Don't be a fake ally, Rob. What? I'm I'm a queer. I'm definitely, I'm I'm down with the ladies. But uh, Sid, what's your pick? Cis white man. Thanks thanks to the cis hat man telling me how to behave. Just saying. You're in my boat. You're you're in my boat on this issue, buddy. I'm cis homo, buddy. I'm cis homo. I'm just saying, I feel like we're, we're in the same boat on three out of four things. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I've been reading this new book all about SST records lately, and uh, I'm up to the chapter about the Minutemen, so I picked my uh, favorite Minutemen song. It's one of my favorite Minutemen songs, and it's definitely my favorite Minutemen song title. It is the song, The Roar of the Masses Could Be Farts. So, Mm. if only that soccer player, that Brazilian soccer player, knew that song, he could have blamed his farts on the roar of the masses at the soccer stadium, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Darren, well, I have I have a little bit of a convoluted story uh, about my my pick this week. Uh, I was on YouTube, uh, and in my recommendations, there was a song uh, by Machine Gun Kelly. Oh no! Called "No Easy Way Out," which is the great Robert Tepper uh, song from the uh 80s uh i think it's from over the top or it's from one of the stallone movies oh yeah, yeah. there ain't no easy way out. right a great song and uh i was so offended by the <laughs> fact that mgk covered the song is it a uh, cover or is it just he stole the song well title? i'm getting to that oh uh <laughs> uh that i made a note of it that i want to play the great robert tepper's uh original no easy way out. So that is my pick. And I discovered later, because I hadn't listened to it, mm. that this is not a cover. It's just an original song called No Easy Way Out by MGK. So now I'm extra doubly mad at him for tricking me. <laughs> but he only tricked me into picking a great, great, great song yeah. 
uh, from a great soundtrack. Uh, to so I feel like no harm has been done. Anyway, Robert Tepper, no easy way out. Did you listen to the MGK song just to see if it was also fantastic? It's not. It's terrible. But you listened? I listened to like ten seconds of it and I was over it. Okay. You just trashed it. Trash it. Oh, pre-trashed it, but just uh, confirmed my trash. Yes. Pre-trashed and retrashed. I would say it's less trash than if he had covered the song, because that would have been adding insult to mm-hmm. Fair. But it still sucks. And uh, so, yeah, I also want to mention our Patreon. Of course, if you want yourself a little more live cast, you can always hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash Livecast. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes a month, two extras, as well as a lovely TV column by Sid and access to our archives of bonus episodes. We have like over a hundred episodes in there by now, probably. And lots of fun stuff. Uh, <clears throat> at the top of the month, our episode was, we did a second round viewing of the judge Steve Harvey show. And uh, this time we focused on, he had a few episodes with wrestlers on that, which was, which was unique. We have, so we have two full episodes of us watching judge Steve Harvey we have some movie watch-alongs. What, what are some movies we, we did watch-alongs of? Kiss Phantom of the Park. Oh, brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag team pilot with Jesse Ventura and Roddy Piper. The Fred Durst-directed movie with John Travolta. Oh, brutal. Cube 2 Hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, is... Hypercube, sorry. Oh, Hypercube. you're giving it too much credit. <laughs> uh, so tons of that. We also have... We also have roundtable discussions about movies like Space Jam, The Matrix, uh, and we have a few little draft episodes where we come up with a topic and do a draft around it. So lots of fun stuff in there. And uh, so for five bucks a month, you get access to that and you get a little Discord reward uh, in our Discord chat. You get a little badge that you're a Patreon uh, Patreon uh, subscriber and we, we, we really appreciate it. You're right. And yeah, and tomorrow, since today's Saturday, May 14th, tomorrow, May 15th, we're posting another episode. And I'm actually really excited about this one. We're doing a watch along of the infamous wrestling match between uh, Atsushi Onita. I forget his first name. Uh, Atsushi. Atsushi. I, I prefer Toshi. Toshi Onita. Onita. Uh, and Terry Funk, the legendary wrestler, and you might be saying, I'm not really a wrestling fan. Well, this is an exploding barbed wire match. So even if you're not a wrestling fan, this is the biggest spectacle of a match. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. We're going to do a watch along. The match itself is like 45 minutes. It'll be fun. I'm, ex- so I'm excited to just do some wrestling content, finally. Patreon.com slash R.I.P. Alivecast. And I also want to mention, you know, if you drop in an extra five bucks, ten bucks a month, we name you a top live cast fan of the week. And that includes a little shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. I'm going to do it in my uh, Stephen Miller voice. Oh, no. Well, Eric, I might want to separate your children, but they'll get baby formula. Okay, that really hurts my throat. Imagine how he feels. <laughs> well, Benjamin, you and El Dunarino are going to get separated at the border. And Dan R., I'm going to raise your taxes. And Sam, I am. You know what it sounds like. 
Mindy Mayer's Kippa, we're both Jewish, so you're okay. Unless you're, unless you're an anti-Zionist. Gender, you're all right. Sure, Sussits. You don't look like you need baby formula. Cattle decaf. I like extra shots in my espresso. I'm already losing the voice. Rob of MP Rob, oh my God. Now I'm Harvey Firestein. You know, like tacos and Lando Tanks. Oh boy. Lacroix, Corey and Scotty H. Doug Pigman, Douglas, who are you, Levison? And hey guys, it's Josh. That's our show. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, and uh, RIP this week actually just stands for rest in peace. Oh, rest in peace, Trevor. We love you.